Warning, we are about to spoil Evil Dead, the remake from 2013. If you haven't seen the movie and you want to, without any spoilers, go watch it. But if you have seen it or you don't give a shit, stay here. Listen in. Also, please come back after watching the movie if you want to go watch it. Thanks. Hey, Cameron. Yeah. I found this demonic book. I'm going to read it in my head like a normal fucking person. Seriously, fuck Nazis. Are we allowed to start the episode on fuck Nazis? You know what? Why not at this point? Woo! Hello, everyone. Welcome to Cinema Roulette. Oh, wait. We already did the intro. We did that, so you're going to have to do that again if you want to actually. Yeah. No, we can keep going from here. We're just starting like this. Okay. All right. I didn't say no. All right. It's up to you if you want to stop, but I think it's funny. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Racist Roulette. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, anti-racist roulette, more like, but... <clears throat> Jeez. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Cinema Roulette, for real this time. I'm Justin. I'm Cameron, and I don't know why we're doing this. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes we do it, sometimes we don't. Jesse, we're talking about James! Fucking... <laughs> what? I just said, Jesse, James. <laughs> God, but, uh, We're talking about evil, the Evil Dead remake. Evil Dead 2013. So, um, should we... Which, apparently, I'd like to point this out. The director says is a semi-sequel to the movies. It takes place 30 years after the movies. Hmm. Interesting. I, I'm just like, though, because there's a lot of questions that I'll have, just like Evil Dead the series, and yeah. I have a feeling I won't get a good answer. <laughs> this The Evil Dead series is like the James Bond series. Don't even try to figure out the timeline to any of this. <laughs> well, no, there was a simple timeline to do, but then the movie studio said, no, that's not it at all. Basically. <laughs> Man, what if we covered all the James Bond movies? But today, we are talking about the remake of Evil Dead, which I thought was fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, I was... Well, I knew it was good, because I was hearing a lot of praise about it, and then finally watching it, it's like, yeah, this is fucking good. Yeah, that's the thing, like, I knew I was going to enjoy it, and I knew it was going to be good, but I didn't know how much I would enjoy it. And it ended up being a fantastic horror movie, if I'm being perfectly honest. <laughs> I don't think I was scared enough. You don't think? I, I think I had too much of the film spoiled beforehand due to, like, internet clips and shit. Yeah, I feel you. I, I still felt it was really atmospheric and really fucking creepy at times, honestly. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I'll also get into this a bit later. But I feel if it wasn't labeled Evil Dead it would have been a much more clever horror movie. Really? Like, if it was able to play up more of the fact that it could be in her head. Yeah, I don't know. I did like how they ended up playing with that, though, if I'm being honest. I don't know. I I feel of... like they could have played with it a little bit longer before everything goes yeah, to shit, but we'll get to it. They could have and been... I don't mean that as a super negative. No. That's more of, like, something they could have done better, but Honestly, I, I, think... I still enjoyed what we got. Yeah, I, I don't know. I honestly think that's a bit of a nitpick. And uh, don't forget, too, this is a theatrical version we watched. The uh, extended one has five extra minutes in it. So I don't know if they did play with that more or what. Well, also, it doesn't help when it... it uh, segues are fun. When the film opens with a, a girl running through the woods and then getting captured, and it turns out she's possessed. And then they are like, we're going to get a demon out of you the best way possible. It's fucking headshot and fire. Or fire then headshot if you want to be technical. Well, it was I hear an echo of myself again. Do you? Shit, not again. Um Wasn't so much of a headshot though, as much as it was like just butt of a gun to the face. No, he shot her. In the opening? Yeah. 
No, he didn't. He hit her in the head with the gun to knock her out. No, I'm talking after they start burning her. They shoot her in the head. Yeah, okay, okay. I was going to say, wait a second. Um, but yeah, that opening... Because there's only one way to get a demon out, and that's violent murder. Because demons yeah. hate that. I did really like that opening scene, too, because you didn't... Like, I couldn't tell at first if they were just going crazy and she was not actually possessed or if she was actually possessed, honestly. I couldn't tell if they were possessed or she was. Same. And I really like that. But yeah, I did like that. Like where she's like, no, daddy, please. I just want you to get me out of here. And then just kind of nonchalantly says, I'll swallow your soul, daddy. And then he kind of hesitates and it just goes full on Deadite. Just I'll swallow your soul or whatever. I, they, I yeah, Deadites suck at playing the long con. Like right before they trick the person, they decide to go, I'm going to eat your soul. It's like, yeah, dude, you almost had it. I know. Yeah, because well, I think he was going to do it anyway and and like I, it's kind of like the thing where whenever they feel threat like actually threatened they kind of come out and lash out yeah um but yeah so after that fucking opening scene um we uh i, I think it's the brother and the his girlfriend who's driving yeah and they meet the his girlfriend who you will constantly forget is in the movie yeah if we're being honest but yeah and the thing about i I don't know if this was on purpose either but when the dialogue the dialogue in the opening of the movie like after the whole like opening witch burn and all that was not Uh that good well written if i'm being honest (laughs) i don't really remember it because this movie is kind of a mad max of horror yeah which is it's fantastic it's fantastic because that but yeah i the dialogue was a little cheesy at the beginning because like he gets out of the car and she's like oh come on hug me hug me like you miss me and it's like oh and and like the thing that kind of like like i was just like oh my was when he um she like talked to him and she said cross your heart and he was like cross my heart and hope to die I was just like, okay. That was corny as hell. I was just like, okay. But thankfully, it does get better as the movie rolls along. Um, Yeah, I don't know why that was so cool. Maybe that was an early version of the script, and it was going to have more of the comedic elements Evil Dead used to have. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm thinking is, like, they they didn't, like, they didn't, because it gets, like, more clever and more natural as it goes along. But I really love the setup because, you know, like... In the original movies, it's just kind of like, oh, we're going to this creepy cabin in the woods because fun and stuff, you know, this really run down. We're going to go camp out for a weekend. It's cool. In a weird, old, decrepit cabin for a weekend. Yay. And but in this one, it's actually like the setup's actually kind of clever because after the opening scene, we're introduced to all the characters and everything. um, They're standing around a well and she's like, okay, I'm going to make a commitment here. And I, at first I didn't know if she was going to do, if she was like supposed to be in the witchcraft or something. Um, Cause I was just like, cause in the opening, they're like, Oh, uh, you, um, I, I I thought you didn't believe in that shit. He's like, I don't, but you do or something. So I thought she was going to do something. And I was like, okay, are they out here to do a seance or something? And they're like, no, I'm going to get rid of this shit. And she pours, I think it's cocaine or heroin. No, it's heroin. Is it heroin? Pours heroin down the well and throws it there. And, we find out that she was a hopelessly addicted to heroin. And, um, and this is explained through the dialogue, which I found really clever. Um, it's because he, he's basically a jock guy who has a girlfriend and his sister's there. And then we find out that the other guy with the glasses, he's a teacher, he's a high school teacher or something. And they were friends at childhood. And the reason that they're out here is try to get her to detox, um, and to get off the stuff, just straight up cold Turkey. And I, I liked that, too, just because it's like when she came in talking all this crazy shit, it made sense that they wouldn't believe her at first. <laughs> yeah, it um, later on in the film, that becomes a really good reason for them to stay in the cabin. Mm-hmm. Instead of just like, oh, no, those things are outside or whatever. For any horror movie, it's always like, let's just not try to leave sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> for some reason. But this one, it's like, oh, she's probably lying to try and get home so she can do more heroin. And the fucking, the themes in this movie were pretty damn heavy of, like, drugs and, like, death and all that shit. And fucking, the thing. being super fucking bitter that your brother didn't show up to your mother's deathbed. Yeah, that's what kind of got me, because... Uh, yeah, because it was like his his mother clearly suffered from like dementia or some kind of like degenerative uh, disease or something. And 
They're talking about how he basically left her at a young age to deal with his mom and she kept telling her that he'd show up and she was so out of it and crazy that that like she thought he was there and shit, but she was actually there and he never came to support her. And yeah, I don't know where I was going with that, but like that, the, just that whole thing. And like, cause they were arguing about it and um, he was like, you know, I should have been there for you. And she goes, maybe it was a blessing. You didn't see her like that. And I was just like, fucking hell. <laughs> there, there is one thing that is brought up like near the end of the movie that I was like, okay, it's kind of late to be saying something like that. Uh huh. I think it's when Eric and the brother, I forget the brother's name. I what do was too. It? <laughs> David? I think it was like Mark. David? Was it? I think it's David. Oh no, it's David. Yes, yeah. it's David. Uh David and Eric are about are trying to figure out how to solve this, and the only option the book says is basically kill his sister. Uh <laughs> and then he he's like, Maybe he, she's just crazy. Our mother went and crazy. And it's like, okay. You've had one of your friends try to cut her own face off. Yeah. And your girlfriend chopped off her arm. This and... isn't just some schizo... I don't want to say schizophrenic. People get kind of mad. That... No, no. It was this is more... just some insanity. Yeah. <laughs> That's This isn't paranoia spraying everywhere. No, some shit is going down here. Clearly. <laughs> I mean, the demon book is literally saying everything that's happening. Yeah, um, um, but I, I don't know that that I didn't mind so much because he he said that more just because like like the like the one friend said he's like you're just a coward you just don't want to go through with it so you're making up excuses or something like that. I know, but it was such a weak excuse. It I don't was. know. It was just sort of like a you know if you brought that earlier into play maybe. Yeah. But right now it's just like no, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> But yeah, I, I really, yeah, again, the, the reason for staying in the cabin, I really liked that. I, I thought that was very clever how that was done. And like when she was going crazy and talking all the shit, like it would make sense because it shows her actually detoxing, like actually for real for a second one, like the, the, and just the thunder, she's just screaming in the cabin. And or when she's walking around in the cold rain. Yeah. Like just having like the sh shakes and everything, just walking in circles and shit. Um, and then like they, they talked about how she did OD and actually was clinically dead and they had to re resuscitate her and everything. Um, was it defibrillator? And luckily that gun on the wall will be perfectly safe. <laughs> right. Chekhov's gun will be perfectly safe. <laughs> there were a lot of Chekhov's guns. Oh, which... there were, which I kind of appreciate every time they like did a tool or something. I'm like, Oh goody. Another tool with which to dismember people with. <laughs> I, Okay, hold on. We're gonna we're gonna do a quick summary because I'm yeah. gonna start because I really want to start jumping around with this. So film. do I. So do I. I'm kind of all over the place. I know, but basically, yeah. Uh, I'll let you do it if you want. Yep. Okay. So basically, she starts detoxing, and like we said, she kind of has a freak out, and she wants to go home. But everyone's like, "No, you're not going to. You're going to get detoxed. You're not going to do heroin anymore. We're going to be a nice, happy family in this cabin." Pretty much. And they mentioned too earlier that like the, she did. The reason they're so skeptical too is that she did try to do this before and didn't last eight hours or something like that, yeah. and before she actually went right back onto the stuff. Yeah, but this time they're going to force her to stay in the cabin yeah. as best they can. However, um, later that night, she keeps saying she smells something like it's dead. And then the dog starts, they have a dog, which the dog's going to die. The dog just dies. It's, <sighs> that was it's sad. sad. I, it I knew, is, and I, I hated it. I knew but... as soon as they introduced the dog, he came in there. It's like, oh, doggy. It's just, I'm just like, he's... Also, who names their dog Grandpa? I don't know why he was named Grandpa either. I guess because he was an old dog. But anyway. I, but no. But I I knew I was like okay. Two things are gonna happen. One, he's going to die, or two, this is gonna turn into Resident Evil and he's gonna be possessed or something. Hey hey hey, that's that's not all the choices. There could have been the third option. It turns into a dog from the thing. Also true. <laughs> this would have been so fucking rad. <laughs> but anyway, um. The dog scratches at the floor and they find the sacrifice room from the opening. And it's filled with dead cats because demons don't like dead cats, I guess. Yeah. I actually, <laughs> the dead cats are never really explained. No, it's not. They just kind of have dead animals and shit hanging from the ceiling. It's just like, was that How part was it of... To get rid of a demon, you need 
fire, gore, and dead animals. Right. The things usually needed to summon a demon. I, I was thinking the same thing, which I don't know if that was the point, but still. <laughs> yeah, whatever. You think you need a cross or holy... <laughs> anyway, there's some things that bother me in this movie, but it doesn't really change my way. I can't think of much that bothered me, so go ahead with this. Well, bother as in the sense of nitpicking. Oh, okay. Basically, you know, cine cinema sins, criticism. Big air quotes around criticism there. Are we are we leaving that in? We're just I don't know. That's up to you. Let's say, should we hey. just straight up take shots at cinema sins? Oh yeah, we can hundred percent do that. Who? <laughs> if you actually care about movies, you don't like cinema sins. It's just I didn't know if that was a common thing or not. I don't really pay attention to cinema sins or anyone uh, talking about it. I guess usually people who like movies and can think for 10 seconds, yeah, they don't like some sense. Okay, cool. Then Plus, I'll... they're down in popularity now. That's so. true. Okay, well, leave it in then. Go on. Fuck it. We've mentioned that guy with the glasses on here already, so... Also true. Fuck it. Anyway, where was I? Yeah, they, um, they find dead bodies, and they also find a sawed-off shotgun, or boomstick, if you will, <laughs> and a wrapped-up a book that is wrapped up in a garbage bag and barbed wire, which fucking Eric thinks, hey, let me open this. Yeah, Mia, out of all people, she says, you should have just left that shit in the basement. And I was thinking, like, yeah, you minus the dead animals, you probably should have just left well enough alone. <laughs> and also, Eric even notices, like, this is some witchcraft shit. Yeah, because I know he's a teacher and all that, but it's never really explained what he teaches or something. High school. Yeah, well, I, I know, but I'm just saying, like, what subject? It's never really explained. High school. <laughs> That's not a subject, That's what Justin. he teaches. That's not a subject, Justin. It is. But he clearly has some knowledge of, like, occult and stuff because, like, he talks like, oh, there's some... I don't even think you have to be a teacher for this. There's a flaming pole, dead animals, and a well, book no, wrapped but in No, 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 no. My reasoning is he says, like, earlier on, like, Mia saw... Like, they're talking, like, oh, there's some witchcraft, and he's like, no, which... Or some voodoo, and he's like, no, voodoo's more dolls and stuff. This is specifically this. So he was clearly mm. into it, like, more so than another person would be. But that could also be because he was the stereotype nerd character also true so either take it either way but he then in private while everyone told him basically you know you probably shouldn't have that he decides to read it out loud well he he does but he like he, he even goes a step further because like they blurred out like they wrote like letters all over the actual text like do not read this shit and he has to actually take a thing and like do the the thing where you like take the pencil yeah because they scribbled out the words yeah they scribbled out the words so this dumbass actually takes a pencil and rescript like does it over the paper to actually read what the words say instead of just like looking at it he reads them all out loud as he unscribbles them <laughs> Yeah, so, just, well, actually, the first two were just in the front of the book. You didn't even have to scribble. Yeah, true. Which you think they would have scribbled those ones out, but whatever. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Either way, he, he probably should have just not read it out loud. But, yeah, you could read that in your head, dumbass. But I, I, but know anyway, this uh, is, I know this is the evil Deb we're talking about, and it's basically tradition to have someone read the passage and unleash evil. <laughs> But to be fair, in the first Evil Dead, I'm pretty sure someone asks, what does it say? Yes. In the second movie, they just find the tapes and they're like, oh, what is this? What's on oh, this yeah, thing? Oh, yeah, they played it, it and then he read it on tape. Yeah. yeah. And then in the, I like in the TV show where he just gets high one day and accidentally reads them. <laughs> oh, we'll talk about that series at some point. It'll be great. But, um, yeah, so that summons the the demon that's the one difference from the other movies is there's only one demon this time around rather than multiple yeah it's one demon kind of possessing and fucking with everybody yeah oh god there's one scene i want to talk about but well i'll quickly finish the summary um but demons start to come in fucking mia realize sees the demon and tries to run away but everyone's like oh you're just being high and trying to get home or you want to get high. Yeah, because she actually ends up stealing the car, driving it away, and then accidentally runs it into the lake. Yeah, runs it into the lake because a scary ghost person was in the middle of the road and they had drive-off cliche. Yep. And then she gets infected by the ghost and starts infecting everyone in the cabin. 
And then it's a fight for survival till dawn. Yep. Just okay. Where the Good. demon just jumps All around. An Evil Dead movie at least once. Yeah. Um, are you going to mention the fake out at the end or save it for another time? Uh, which fake? Actually, I felt that was cheating. I was so cheating. Yeah, I, I, I could. I was kind of fine with it though because I could see why people would think that. It was the end because they played up it like and I knew. Well, no, no, no. I'm talking cheating when the fight. OK, uh, there was one other thing. They read in the book that there is a basically the devil or some sort of horror demon that needs five souls to come through. Yeah. But they save me as soul at the end. So that means there's only four people who were taken mm-hmm. unless we're counting the dog's soul. I guess not, but. Then, yeah, like it, it, they played up like it's OK, but I knew something was going to happen as soon as he said, wait here, I'll go grab the keys. I was like, oh, Even if I didn't on. know the ending. I just knew. Yeah. Like as soon as he stopped to look at the picture, it's like, oh, there's someone fucking behind you, isn't there? Yeah, it, it was when he because whenever someone says, wait here, I'll go get blank or I'll be right back. It's like, oh, I'll be right back. <laughs> It's like, oh, come on, you got... F- you, I knew he was going to die as soon as that happened. <laughs> Even if I, I hadn't had it. in a super rad way. Yeah, he, he goes out fucking awesome, swinging. Um, I guess I'll cap that up. So he gets stabbed in the fucking neck when they're about to leave um, by the guy in the basement because they left him in the basement, which I, I was fine. I was like, yeah, something's... I, I knew he was going to come back. I'm like, yeah, you never really took care of him, did you? So he gets stabbed. He pushes me out the door. And then he gets the boomstick and he's about to shoot him when he sees a can of gasoline, but he shoots the can of gasoline and explodes fucking killing them both. Yeah. Cause he was originally going to burn Mia while she was trapped in the basement. And the whole house was covering gasoline at that point. Yeah, exactly. I like how they explain that. Yeah. So that goes boom. And I, I did kind of like how the predictions did actually happen. Like, um, cause everyone dies, but that means that those two souls were taken. And so, um, like it said earlier, like the sky will then like tear open and start bleeding again. And it starts raining blood inserts obligatory slayer joke. Um, and then fucking the accursed one or something like that rises from the grounds and tries to kill her. And Mia, and then it turns out to be way easier to defeat the big demon from hell than you'd expect. Yeah. And it goes out in a fucking awesome way. Uh, should we wait to talk about that? Because we pretty much oh, done we're summer. jumping around at this point. I know, but I I, I want to like I, after this I was going to get into it. So okay, we can get we can save it for later. Yeah, because <laughs> we're going to uh, talk about that eventually. Because that was fucking rad as shit. Let's talk about you know since there's a lot of good in this movie. Let's talk about the one big negative. Okay. His girlfriend's so pointless as a person. Yeah, she was just kind of there, honestly, to be another soul to take. She didn't... Tell me, what was her name? I don't know, exactly. I swear, at one point, he almost says Beth as her name. I'd have to actually look up the cast list to actually see... It's Natalie. It's her Natalie. name is Natalie. Okay, yeah. I, I looked I looked it up because I was very convinced that the that uh david also voiced ethan from re7 because their voices are very similar they are incredibly similar yes and even have someone who's close to them named mia who gets possessed (laughs) yeah Uh, it's such a weird parallel it really is um but But yeah yeah, she just I expected her to die first with how little line she had. Yeah, because that's the thing. I, I didn't really, I, I, I didn't get why she was there. And I know, like, they're all childhood friends or whatever. Well, actually, no, he was, she was his girlfriend, yeah? Yeah, that's the only reason she came. Is that's the only they reason she dating. came. And the thing is, I understood why everyone was there except her. Because uh, fucking David was there. And um, because it was his sister trying to help. And yeah. the nerd guy, nerd teacher guy was there because he, he he was also friends for a while and he wants to help them out. And the other chick was there because she was a nurse and she could help and out. And a friend. Some, and yeah, she was a friend and a nurse so she could help if something went wrong. So I understood why all of them were there. Um, but yeah, the, I, I, the girlfriend kind of had no reason to be there other than just more fodder to be taken care of. Except for probably, she is also part of probably my favorite scene if we're not counting the ending. We're talking about the hand scene, or uh, when fucking 
uh, possess me as like, don't chop it off, don't chop it off. Yeah, don't chop it off, you fucking no, no, no. bitch. <laughs> no. just such a little kid, like, no, 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 yeah. no, no, yeah, 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 yeah. I did like, <laughs> I did like how they kept that about the deadites with kind of their like whole teasing, like, ee type thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I like how she's just like, don't chop it off, don't, no. Yeah, no, no don't, don't chop it off, you fucking bitch, no, don't chop it off. Natalie is like, I will have a point, and then chops her arm off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, any other negative? Oh, that, that was so fucking gross. Oh, that was. Um, any other negatives you can think about off the top of your head, or like any other nitpicks? What uh, the size of those nitpicks? I'll probably think of some more nitpicks, but again, anything that I'll say is a nitpick yeah. usually means nothing. It's just sort of one of those things you think of after a movie. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, that doesn't make much sense if you think about it. Yeah, if you're th- if you're thinking about it during the movie, then it's probably a bad movie. <laughs> but if you're thinking I mean, about yeah, it, I did question, question like later in the film like wait why were the cats down there yeah but it was such a minor thing it wasn't like a major plot point or anything it was such a minor thing that you're like well yeah. technically it was a major plot point so they could smell that yeah Mia could so they could discover there. it and all that but still <laughs> um uh, there was no reason to kill the dog that was sad i knew that was gonna happen i'm like why why another mm-hmm. movie where you kill animals i don't want this I know. I don't like dogs. Die. No. I, I love how we're going right now. Praise the fucking gore. Yeah. And people dying violently. Yet we're mad that a dog died. And we didn't even see it happen in the movie. No. All he, he does is like pull the dog out from a little cubby hole and it's bleeding. You don't even see like a marks or anything. No, you no. You saw like the top hammer. of it. You saw the top of the head kind of split open. I didn't see. I didn't notice it. Yeah. But... <laughs> it's still like there's not much of a zoom in or no, anything. You don't linger on it. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. dude, I care about dogs. So do I. Who does? If you don't, you're a terrible person. But <laughs> even Hitler cared about his dog. Just remember that. Mm-hmm. Fucking dog haters. Fuck you. Anyway, <laughs> but yeah, actually, I was. That was what I was going to segue into next. Let's let's talk about how amazing the gore was because this oh, movie, God. if you read about it. There were, there was little to no, there was no CGI in it, basically. Like, I, the only bit that I kind of caught was at the opening when she was burning and her face was all burnt and shit. Oh, yeah, she clearly turned she clearly CG. Had some I think CG there was a bit that. of CG when, um, oh, I forget the nurse's name. Oh, when she, oh, yeah, when she, like, sl- she, like, showed her teeth when her face was burnt. Yeah, when she her fucking mouth probably a bit but there like there was little to no cg in the film there's like 0.5 percent of the film had cg or something like yeah even when david buries mia yeah he actually buried her i gathered that (laughs) that's why he panicking so much to dig her up because she was actually under there they kept her under there I think she had a mask or something to breathe well yeah but but i'm saying they kept her under there for when he's panicking to dig her up yeah i didn't know that i was oh yeah she was completely under there i didn't know they kept her under there uh here's a fun game play with everything evil dead how close did we Mm -hmm. get to killing an actor because in the originals bruce campbell is famously like spoken out about how there were a lot of times people did almost actually die (gasps) oh that happened in evil dead too i'm sure in army of darkness someone almost fell off a cliff or something yeah and what was Bruce Campbell that said that, like, when they talked about the TV show and then talked about people dying, he was just like, you know, maybe this isn't such a good idea in hindsight. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, before season one came out. He was doing an interview with fucking someone. I forget who. And they bring up all the accidents that happened on set. All of a sudden, he starts listing them off and you see his face change. And he just goes, you know, as they talk to you, I'm starting to realize this may not be a good idea. <laughs> Uh, I think this was even before shooting started. It was like just after yeah, the show was announced. Like when it was announced, like we're making evil a TV show and everyone's coming back. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. And then no one will watch it except for two assholes in the Midwest. <laughs> uh. Yeah, we'll talk about that show at some point. It's on the wheel. It is. Go ahead and check yep. the Gravity Falls episode again. But yeah, fucking I like I know Justin especially is pretty um 
desensitized to gore and i've always oh, I super am. I've, I've been desensitized to gore for a long like i was the same way i like I, I grew up on action movies and horror movies because my dad has always loved action movies and i watched those with him a lot and then i, I also just actively yeah. hate people <laughs> <laughs> but then i checked out horror movies when i was a teenager or young or whatever um and yeah that's when i that's when i kind of like loved it too um but yeah god there were scenes where i was cringing so hard in this like when um fucking eric has to pull the needle out that from below his eye that was what made me cringe super hard when i yeah that made me cringe like oh it just keeps coming out and i was just like ah. Oh. And the other one that made me cringe really hard was when, like, she was putting the machete through it, and she cuts her uh-huh. leg, and it just slowly pulls it out across it. Oh, yeah, and they clearly played a sound out of, like, a blade on a chalkboard yeah, or something. Like, ah! Also, when um the nurse was carving out her mouth you can hear it you can hear the blade scraping against her teeth did you have headphones on when you were wearing that or would you watch it through speakers i watched it through speakers because in the head i i was i watch headphones like that and i don't have headphones i know but i'm saying like when that scene happened and he was going into the room slowly looking for her and all that like you knew this was going to be really fucked up because they showed her reflection in the mirror as foreshadowing and shit. And yeah, and also in the book, it showed, like, she yeah. chops off her fucking face. But, the, like, it, it was... As soon as he opened the door and was walking slowly into it, in my right ear, all I heard was just, you know, scraping up teeth and kind of just a... Like the flesh. Like the sound of the knife tearing through the flesh. And it was just in my right ear. And I was like, eh, eh, I don't like it. Ah, stop. <laughs> Again, if you want to get me to squirm, it's not that you have to show me buckets and buckets of blood. It's you have to show me something very tiny and quick and painful. Yeah. <laughs> That's why uh, one of the few things that can make me cringe is uh, kills in Assassin's Creed. Because mm. there's some of them. Because that game is a T, I'm pretty sure. Hold no, on. I think it's M, actually. I think the first one was T. Hold on, I'll was double it? check. I it's it was right here. No, it was M. Yeah. Okay, but there's no, there's not much blood in it. But in Assassin's Creed One, you get something where you shove the hidden blade below their chin and then you punch them off the knife. Oh yeah! Oh, I forgot about that. Even though it's not showing that in my head, makes it so much worse. Yeah, honestly. But yeah, stuff like that that makes me cringe or. Later in the film, when uh, Mia gets her hand stuck under yeah. her truck and she slowly pulls it off, and you see the tenants and the veins. Oh, just... I love yeah. That that happened too when like um she the girlfriend cut her arm off, like the arm was just dangling there, and it showed it like stretching and then falling to the ground. I was like, oh god. Oh, it was so painful to oh, watch. Man. Yeah, there aren't many movies that have got or when she had the knife against her tongue and cut her tongue in half. <sighs> I thought that was kind of rad. That was, but still, I was just like, eh. (laughs) But yeah. I guess I didn't mind as much there because I was like, oh, okay, you're you're a demon. You don't feel pain. Who cares? But still. (laughs) Uh, Actually, speaking of that scene, going back to how pointless Natalie was, how she fucking uses the box coach, just like, eh, eh, get away. Get away. Yeah. Just no. slowly. It's not even like a quick slash, like panicking. It's more of just like a. She just holds it there. Well, no, she kind of does like a drunken with her arms. <laughs> yeah. If you can add, if in your mind, because this is an audio podcast, you can add movement to the sound of. That's what it was. Whatever you're thinking of is basically what it was. Unless you're thinking of a sad hand job, then no, it's not that. God damn it. <laughs> now someone's rewinding it, hearing that side gag, going like, oh, I can see where he's coming <laughs> Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, this got weird, man. Um... <laughs> we should get back. Oh, talking about all this gore that masturbate. Yep, we're Americans, all right. Ugh. <laughs> uh. We just like sex, gore, and guns. Don't forget the burgers. Lots and lots of burgers. No, just barbecue. Oh, yeah, the BBQ. 
Um, but yeah, fuck you. Buds, boobs, and queers, actually, uh, some of us don't like that last part. And those people are idiots. Yup. Anyway. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, no, I, I love the practical effects in this movie. It was super impressive how they were done. Super impressive where you almost kill your main lead. <laughs> what, you mean when they bury Twice. Her? Well, she was also almost crushed by the truck, if I remember correctly. Really? Damn. Uh -huh. I, I didn't know safety. I, I, I thought that was more. Could you think that'd be more controlled? Honestly. Yeah, but things can go fucking wrong. I know. But yeah, that truck that she did. She, so the reason that she, it looked like she was so close to being crushed is because she almost was crushed. Yeah. Fucking hell. Hey. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, no, I did love that at the end where she was. Yeah, just she was like. She had her feet in, against the truck and was just slowly pulling her arm off. I was like, ah. Um, it just oh, chainsaws that motherfucker. That was awesome. Because, like, because, yeah, they go back to the classic Evil Dead thing of, like, having cool, sick-ass one-liners. Because, like, it was slow. Because she, um, she chopped off the demon's legs and it was kind of, so it was crawling to her. And then the demon lifted the truck and almost crushed her with it and got her hand under it. And she was pulling out, trying to get the chainsaw to reach the uh, thing. And she, it, like, it says the threat, like, oh, I'll kill you or something. And she's like, okay, I've had enough of this shit. And then it just rips her fucking arm off. And no, it's like, uh, it's not, I'll it's a play on, I'll swallow I know your it soul. Is. I don't know exactly what it is, but I, I, I didn't specify actually for that one. <laughs> But then, yeah, like she gets it up and um, it's like, I'll eat your soul or something or something like that. Let's just eat this motherfucker yeah. <laughs> through the head. And I was just like, yeah, <laughs> that was I awesome. would say put the clip in there, but YouTube flags most videos that show it. So do they? Uh-huh. Because it's too gory oh, that makes for sense. advertisers. Well, it doesn't mean it's blocked. It just means I can't make ad revenue off it. <laughs> Uh, I want Goober's fucking three cents. Thank you very much. Also true. <laughs> Thank you, Goober, for supporting us. <laughs> With three cents. Um. Uh, yeah, just the all the effects in this movie are so fucking good. Fucking Eric takes so much shit. Yeah. Oh my god, he does. <laughs> he gets stabbed by a mirror, stabbed multiple times by the needle, in pulls the, the needle out. Uh, and then, up? like, he, he got stabbed through the chest with it, and they had to do backdoor surgery on him, and they were, like, putting alcohol to cleanse it and, like, pushing on it to stop it from uh -huh. bleeding, and he uh, almost passes out. Got shot it. through the arm by a nail yeah, gun. Yeah, by the nail gun. Well, actually, the nail gun throws through his arm and back into his chest. Oh, yeah. The, well, through both arms, then, both technically, because yeah. he blocks with the first arm and then tries to block his heart, which gets hit. Yeah, and then, like, he gets hit with on the head with a... Cr oh, no! His hand gets fucking split open, remember? Oh, yeah, it splits it, too, because she... Because the possessed girlfriend fucking hits him with a crowbar. Yeah, so he, she hits him, slices his hand, arm open, hits him twice in the head really fucking hard before the guy finally shoots her fucking arm off, her other arm off. <laughs> yeah, and yet he still has the strength to come downstairs and save David. Yeah, he was a fucking trooper, man. <laughs> fucking don't underestimate... It finally. Like, no, I'm not going on with that joke. No. Just leave it me finally, alone. Yeah, and then after that, what finally kills him is she takes the long thing and stabs him in the uh, chest after he saves her. Stuart, just oh fucking man, hell. yeah, <laughs> he did not go down without a fucking fight. <laughs> um, also, I'm not sure if this was on purpose, but I think David had a bit of Bruce Campbell's haircut from the first movie. That was probably on purpose. Probably, well, I know his. I think he's wearing a blue shirt most the of the time, the which blue is what denim Bruce shirt. Wore. Yeah, exactly. That was a tribute to it. Same with uh, the car and bat. I actually really did like the little nods because they weren't too annoying. No, exactly. Like they did do like they did like remake a lot of the scenes, but yeah, they they didn't. They weren't like really like oh wink wink at the camera about it. So I hate when remakes or adaptations do that, where it's just like, hey fans, remember this scene? Yeah. No, wink. but. But they remake scenes and, like, add other things to it that make it really effective, which I thought was really well done. Yeah. And like I said, I did like how their motivations and everything for staying at the cabin were a lot more... They were a lot more believable and well-explained than the other movies. Well, okay, Evil Dead 2 
to be fair, Ash does try to leave yes. immediately, but the bridge is out. Yeah, which they do this, they do that in this movie too, where, because, oh yeah, the fucking shower scene where she scalds her fucking face. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was, and was, then that suddenly cured after she was buried. Yeah, but I was just like, oh, because oh, they showed, like, the skin hanging off and shit. I was just like, oh. Yeah, she got third-degree burns on her fucking body. Which, Jesus. I've got that on my ankle from working at a restaurant one time. So I know how that feels. So that was especially painful for me. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. That, that motherfucker stung for, like, two weeks straight, man. <laughs> Uh, she's possessed at this point. It's like no, being exactly. drunk. Basically. You don't, you don't feel it till the church. <laughs> what? Uh, instead of till the morning till the church. I don't know. I tried. That made no sense, man. <laughs> uh, That's because churches are a free organization. Oh, here we much. go. <laughs> Put like a little card. They just... don't take any money at all. <laughs> Nope, we do. we're totally uh, for profit. Non profit. Non profit. We're totally non profit, guys. Wink, 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 wink. Yes, our priest owns a private jet. What do you want? Anyway, off topic. Ma'am. Uh, we're getting uncharacteristically political in this. We need to stop. Gee, in this climate, I have no idea why. I know, but still. <laughs> uh, there was also something about the cabin. That I'm not sure if it was just me or if it was on purpose, but it feels really big. Yeah. Yeah. Like every room, even though it's a cabin with maybe two bedrooms, a main room and a kitchen, it felt, re every room feels huge for some reason. It's like the TARDIS, man. <laughs> I don't know why they did that. I don't know if that was the intention. I don't know, but I loved the atmosphere in this movie because the cinematography was gorgeous. I don't know. But yeah, you're right. It did have a very big feel to it. You're right. Yeah. But yeah, cinematography was especially well done as well. So It was. Uh, actually, I don't know how to explain. I'm going to call it the Sam Raimi cut. Uh -huh. And that's when you do two quick cuts, yet they're is, like, no kinetic energy between them. Hmm. I'm talking about, like, um, when he's chaining up the basement door, those quick cuts where it doesn't yes. feel like there's any movement between the cuts, almost. Like, it, like it's almost like a montage where it's, like, puts the thing down, this, 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 that. Yeah, but it looks so weird. I don't know I how to it's just, it's just fast-paced editing and they do the thing too where it's like the quick zoom into something when something's happening like you see a dead eye quick zoom in to scare you or something still in the shot or it's a model there what i don't frozen the angle is and how quick the cut is it looks it's it's because the the camera hey. itself the camera itself is not moving but there's movement in the frame Something's happening yeah. in the frame. And it's like, uh, like when he, also when he's building the, the frib-lator, you see like him push the thing down, grab something, doo-doo, do Yeah. Like that. Which is something Sam Raimi liked to do a lot in oh, the yeah. other Evil Dead movies and the show. Yeah, exactly. And <clears> yeah, that was a, that's a very Sam Raimi thing to do, like those quick cuts and stuff, almost very Edgar Wright or Guy Ritchie-ish. Yeah, now thinking about it too, I do think of the... Uh, strapping up scene from Hot Fuzz. Yes. God, that was a cool scene. <laughs> That's a topic for another day. <laughs> oh. Can't just have another hour add to the episode and talk about Hot Fuzz? No, I'm sorry. There'd be no tonal whiplash at all. <laughs> from a straight up horror movie to a cop buddy cop comedy. Thriller. <laughs> thriller! Well, it is a mystery It is technically thriller. a mystery thriller, but it's not really, like, played... It's more played for laughs than it is. <laughs> it's a satire mystery thriller. It it's is. an action movie. No, oh, man, it's such a good movie. Anyway, Evil Dead. Oh, <laughs> uh, actually, what else can we really say about this movie, honestly? Like I said, we like the characters, we like the dialogue, we like the cinematography. The, the gore. Um, uh, well, this is a more serious version of 
Evil Dead movies. Like, this is very much played straight face, even with all the over-the-top gore and some of the Sam Raimi editing. It feels like what Sam Raimi wanted to do with the first one, but either didn't have the budget or the time to do. Yeah. Because Evil Dead but, 1 is also played more seriously, but it doesn't really work because it, it comes across more cool. It doesn't have the budget, so it yeah. becomes more campy. The, and then he he decided to embrace the camp with Evil Dead 2, and that's how he got kind of got the signature Evil Dead-like feel of like a good mix of actual horror and straight-up campiness that he just Sam Raimi just kind of embraced with that one. I think I like... I think I still like Evil Dead 2 a lot more, if I'm being honest. Than the remake or the first Evil Dead? Yes. Both of them. Yes. You like okay, that's fair. <laughs> well, cuz Evil Dead 2 is like you said Evil Dead 1 but with more budget. Yeah, with more <laughs> and budget. more knowing how to balance it. Yeah, Plus more... Bruce Campbell, it's just Bruce Campbell. It's, you can't not love Bruce Campbell. It's uh, Bruce Campbell's just amazing. <laughs> Um, yeah. But yeah, that that was when Sam Raimi kind of fully embraced the camp aspect and decided to just roll with it. <laughs> And uh, going back to the thing I said at the beginning, it's, um, I'm trying to think here. Because if we didn't know from the get-go of the demons, uh-huh. I think that would have added so much more tension, at least for the first half of the movie. Yeah, and I'm fine with it because they did it so well that it doesn't really bother me, honestly. Yeah, Cause the it horror... doesn't bother me, but I feel the film would have been better if it did kind of play that up a bit more i guess yeah honestly if if it wanted to be because okay hold on okay there are multiple for me there are multiple types of horror you got stuff like um let me think zombie land which is very much comedic action horror sort of thing like that you know you're just kind of there to kill monsters yeah have a fun time yeah uh, there's Gorehound, which saw, and I think this movie, mm-hmm. and then you know. have normal I, horror. I don't know. I wouldn't really compare this to Saw because yes, they both have a lot of painful gore in them, but that wasn't that was. I wouldn't say it was. That, that was one of the focuses. I'm not gonna say that wasn't the main. Focus. I mean, this movie leans more towards normal horror and Gorehound. It's like in between yeah. there. Yeah, because Saw in in the later film specifically, the only reason they existed was to showcase gore. That's because they only got a year to make the fucking film. Is like that, less than a year even. Is that to right? Make the film. Really? So they didn't even. Because I, I know the first two had more of a time than that, didn't they? They Well, the first one had probably the most time, and then the after the first one was a success, they released one every year. Mm-hmm. It's just the original creators made the first three. Okay, and then someone else took the reins after four. Well, that, that explains a lot. <laughs> yeah, but um, I think if this movie wanted to be more of just horror... Or being more considered as, like, that very terrifying horror. I think it should have waited for when everything goes to shit. Mm. However, since it doesn't, it's kind of like Mad Max Fury Road in the sense of once this movie starts, it doesn't give you much of a break. No. Because it starts out a little bit more slowly paced at the beginning, but... Hell, even that, like, for the first couple of seconds where, you know, the girl, before the girl gets grabbed, set on fire, well, and I'm shot saying, in the I'm face. saying, like, after that scene, when the, the characters actually get to the cabin, it slows down a bit. But, yeah, you're right. Once it gets into it, it does not let up. And it's great because of it. Yeah, which is really great for keeping your attention as well. Yeah. It's just, it is a very solid movie, even if I have any complaints. Or, I'm... uh... Beth is there, Natalie, the whatever the hell. Even regardless of that, I'd still honestly give it an 8 out of 10 with how much I enjoyed it. I wouldn't give it, I'd say 7 for me. Yeah. I don't know, it's just been a while since I've seen a really solid horror flick like this. And again, my 7 rain is solid recommendation. So. Yeah. Still really enjoyed it, still really recommend it. I, I personally, I'll put it at an 8 out of 10, but that was just me. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, so, anything else? I think that's about it. All that I can think of. So yeah, definitely go watch this if you're in the mood for a really good gory, tension, ten, tension-filled horror movie. If I could words right. Yeah, be sure you're not too squeamish, or you're not making oh, this no, fucking there film. Is, 
<laughs> the gore effects are fantastic. Oh my god, they're they're brutal um, as shit. But I finally get to say this after a while. We get to spin the wheel. Woohoo! It's been so long. Oh, it's been so long. <laughs> now let me figure out how to fucking use this again. Okay, Jigsaw. <laughs> Do you want to play a game? Let's spin the wheel. <laughs> Second drag. How many movies do we have left? I didn't count. I don't think there's much left on this wheel. Wheel, 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 is there? We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Still that much? Yeah. Well, we kind of missed our deadline of trying to finish it before the end of last year. Oopsie doopsie. On, if it lands on what I think it's going to land on, just, just do it. Just do it. What do you think it's going to land on it. before I spin it? I hope it doesn't. Just do it. Oh, come on. A fucking course is one of Cameron's movies. We cannot watch a movie we've already seen. It's Vantage <laughs> Point. We still haven't landed on one, really? We still haven't. Uh, it's Vantage Point, next film. Okay, one I've seen and you haven't. That'll be interesting. Okay. Yeah, but we still haven't hit a single movie that, that we, we have seen. both seen already. <laughs> it was gonna land on flatliners <laughs> that's not on there we replaced it with babadook oh did we okay <laughs> yeah. because, because, oh that's right because it wasn't out on home media at the time that i put it out yeah because you talked about the wrong fucking one <laughs> oh, that's hilarious okay okay so yeah vantage uh, point. Uh, okay so vantage point yeah. will be next just real quick on that i watched this a long time ago when it first came out it's literally been i think over a decade because i think it came out in 2008 and i remember really enjoying it but i'm not sure if it still holds up because this was about the same time that, like the born movies were really popular and shit so okay i don't know if it holds up but i'm excited to revisit it because the the structure was very clever um, but it won't matter because next time, something I am loosely excited for, we get to start eating of the East. Hell yeah. Uh, but besides that, thank you for watching. I, I got nothing else to say. Thanks. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for watching this episode of Cinema Roulette. If you want to follow our hosts, Justin is at JKPancake on Twitter, and Cameron is at CameronPicksInc on Twitter. You can watch the video version of the podcast, sometimes you actually get to see our host faces, at CamCam on YouTube, or just look up Cinema Roulette Podcast. Thank you so much to Teller's Place for their artwork that we use mainly in the YouTube version and you can kind of see on the podcast version. If you enjoyed the show, please consider either subscribing to it or rating us on whatever podcast app you use. That would be cool of you.